The following program is produced by the Tech Talk Radio Network. Hey everybody out there in Radio Land, this is James Young from the Rock Band Sticks. If you are technically challenged, if you got trouble with that computer, here's because Lord knows I do, you need to listen to Tech Talk Radio. Welcome to another episode of Tech Talk Radio. I'm Andy Taylor. I'm Sean DeWeird. I'm Amanda. I'm Broadway. And we are the show that talks about computers. Technology. The and the internet. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, it's kind of Damn a tie it. there. We'll see who gets out there first. <laughs> oh, it was a challenge, and I failed. Oh, man. And, you know, it, and the, the crazy thing is for people listening to the radio show that have never listened to us before, I don't know what happened, but... Um, you know, we love the people that are listening to us on KGVY, but our people that are listening on the podcast has gone through the roof for the second week in a row. People it's are checking. Is it all because of you? Me. Is that it? It's because of, it's because of yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. It's only me. I cause everything. And what are you doing so special to bring all these new listeners to the show? I, I don't tell them I'm on the show. <laughs> uh, you know, it's funny. Uh, I don't know, Sean, if you've seen the video yet or Amanda. Uh, I don't even think you've seen it yet, Broadway. So I took a clip from uh, the show a couple weeks ago where, I don't know, Broadway, you were going a little crazy with your green screen there and having some fun <laughs> sitting in a car. And I actually, I was in my truck. Well, you were sitting in your excursion, right? Yes, yeah, sir. Yeah, yes, Glo- sir. Gloria actually saw that. She said, how is he able to do the show from his truck? And I said, he's not in his truck. It's a green screen. <laughs> she said, it looks like he's in his truck. That's perfect. <laughs> That was pretty I mean, amazing. That's how I look when I'm in my truck. So it, it works. I mean, you it's know, good. when you think about it, though, and Sean, you work in television. I mean, uh, I do. Uh, yeah. If you think about it, there is no way anybody could have done that stuff. Even like, what, seven years ago, would you say? For us to be able to have it at home with the processing power that it involves oh, yeah. is pretty, been pretty amazing. I mean, right now, Amanda's sitting in front of a what an arcade. A Minecraft arcade that some of the kids made from Mexico a couple weeks ago. I just took the picture and dropped it into Skype. And John is sitting in his penthouse apartment overlooking uh, wonderful Long Beach, right? I believe so. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's one of mine. I have several. Um, <laughs> the veterans' income that I receive on my pension is provided very well thanks to your tax dollars. Uh, yes, I am sitting in one of my many, many condos. Yeah, and then, uh, Sean was trying a little while ago, but um, Look at Sean's face. Sean just, Sean's, Sean's, Sean's playing it down today. He's actually streaming from a supposed house that he thinks he owns. I don't know. Um, he wanted it's, to downplay. My, 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 real, my real basement's not this messy. We, we do have a lot of tech stuff this week. And um, we got a call in, uh, actually left a voice message, which I thought was pretty cool, from a listener last week that heard the show. We were talking about the fact that... Um, you guys are, and I don't know, if, Sean, you were out last week, but uh, Justin and Amanda were recommending that I switch to Edge, uh, Microsoft Edge, because I use Chrome quite a bit, and they're both saying that Edge has a lot of benefits to it. However, the caller was saying that when she had tried to use Edge, there were some problems with banking and some banking sites. Now, I did look it up, and Edge has been around for a little while, and it looks like there were some issues a couple of years ago. And being that I'm just jumping into Edge and I'm doing all the things now with getting all my passwords set up using the password manager and all those other features, is this something you guys have run run across at all? I mean, I updated mine when it was like, hey, uh, update from Internet Explorer 11 or whatever it was, it was before. And Edge, 
I've been using Internet Explorer for streaming Netflix because it doesn't downsample your video to 640 by 480 or whatever it is. It gives you the full resolution. So I had been exclusively using Internet Explorer for streaming Netflix on my PC. I mean, obviously, I use the Netflix app if I'm on my TV or my phone, but um, Edge has been doing the same thing. Uh, so I like it for that. Um, it seems to run okay. And that surprised me that Justin was really saying that it's the best thing since sliced bread because Justin hasn't always been on the, the Microsoft bandwagon when it comes to some of the software that they've had available. And even he said he was happy with that. And I was kind of thinking, you know, I was the holdout because I, I like Chrome. I've been using Chrome for years. But, but as I'm starting to use Edge more and more, I'm beginning to see... Yes, there is a benefit, but I'll tell you where I really saw it. And I noticed it a lot this morning when I was, I was going through my emails and I finally made the switch from using Outlook 2007 to going ahead and using uh, the Office 365 Outlook, which I noticed it, it did all of the, it, actually, when I installed it, it went ahead and pulled my PSTs and did all that. One thing it did do is it quashed my contact folder on uh, Office 2007 which didn't make me all that happy, but it just said, okay, that's it. I got to certainly use the the Outlook um, for Office 365, but it's so much faster. Oh, yeah. I, I noticed that going through it, getting mail, reading mail, deleting mail, adding, adding stuff, it was like, wow, this is a lot faster. When you start using it side by side, you really see how much of a benefit it is. Same goes for Word, although I still have not been able to figure out how to get... Um, an audio file that you can supposedly drop into a Word document and do a translation where it will actually take that audio file and type it out. However, I did notice Office uh, and Word does do a lot of uh, apps that you can add within Word. So I'm thinking maybe there's something I'm missing there. I'll, I'll be fair. I'll be fair with Microsoft on this. The Edge upgrade, you clearly see their true intentions to create the extensions of or modulize uh, the Office 365 experience all the way down from Dynamics and all of the enterprise level suites down to the desktop and the end consumer. Um, the Edge platform, yes, I did upgrade to it as well. It imported everything from Chrome uh, without a flaw. All of my profiles, all of my own tabs, all of my own identities that I had. I mean, even on a new machine that I, I literally just had to log in with that one username and it worked. I found that scary that they've actually gotten that good. Yeah. <laughs> Cause, because I am, I'm, I'm like Justin, we've had so many years of experience, just like you, Andy, we, we've all been, we've all, all of us here have worked with Microsoft for our entirety of our technical career. Mm -hmm. And it is, it, it is refreshing to see things starting to move together more um, with less issues, I would say than we used to experience, but it makes me afraid because when we do experience issues, they're catastrophic. Yeah. I.e. They're, they're detrimental across the whole platform or plethora of their platforms that you use because it's inherently so tied together now. Yeah, and that's, that's is that where a, I'm getting worried. Is that a concern when, when we get a new program out of, of taking that program and fully engulfing yourself into it without having – like I make sure like, – I always used WordPerfect when it came to word processing – I mean, I was an old WordPerfect guy from the DOS oh days. Oh, my gosh. You remember that? Oh, my gosh. WordPerfect. Even <laughs> even when oh. Corel uh, purchased them, I would still use Corel WordPerfect, and I would tend to use that. And once in a while, I'd jump over to Word. And then I finally moved to Word. You jump into something. That, that, can, be, can, that can be kind of scary when you jump in, feet in, and saying, I'm putting everything into this. 
It's like you always want to have like an out. I don't know. The one thing I really like though too about Edge Browser, like, because I come from the EDU land, you know, like development team is amazing over there and like they kind of been sneaking some little sneak peeks of things and stuff. But um, I get to check some stuff out and give them some feedback and it's just kind of cool. But um, they have collections and like, I don't know about you guys, but I'm one to like save like, you know, Wakelet site or a, a, a homepage of some kind or something, you know, some tech talk radios at the top of my ribbon. Well, I would always get so many collections and bookmarks of things up there. And it just came like this big hodgepodge of stuff. Well, with edge browser, if you go to the far right next to your profile image, there's a little plus sign. If you click there, you could house collections of links on the side. So I can, uh, so I could click that plus sign on the edge browser yeah. and then I can yeah. drag, oh, here's a link to that. Can I create you a just, collection and call it, this is um, banking. So collect, yeah. put all of so there. Like, I have, I have a collection about retro games and all three links of the retro game sites that I use are there. They're emulators. I have one about the merge cube that I've talked about on the show. I've had one about Flipgrid. I have one about, uh, I don't know, education stuff. I have a fall guys tab with all my fall guys stuff there. ARVR, um, Twitch stuff that I watch. Like I just go to the collections. I click the link. I'm in. I don't have to save it at the top of my, um, my ribbon anymore. Now you just click that arrow and boom, it, it'll take you right to wherever you want to go. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And you could delete them. I mean, you could have little collections within the sidebar there and it just makes things very simple to find, especially like right now for educators where we have all these links to things and websites and different stuff. And I just want to be able to quickly find it. And sometimes just going in and clicking a favorite or a bookmark doesn't organize them for me. For our listeners that uh, listener that called in uh, this past week, probably I, I would recommend making uh, doing an update on Edge and trying it again because whatever problems that they were having, and I do know there were some issues that were noted back in 2016 and 2017 with Edge and working with banks and the security that was a part of that. Based that now it's based on you know well, it was based on a Chromium uh, browser. Maybe to go ahead and give it another shot. Sean, you you use which browser do you use for work? Doing a lot of video editing and everything that you guys are doing. So specifically, it depends, right? <laughs> so uh, it, it we always try to use our vendor recommended, which a lot of our vendors recommend Chrome, mm -hmm. uh, just because they're developed for Chrome. Their 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 hardware UIs are. Coded for, for coded in Chrome, they work best in Chrome, but then some of our vendors require Internet Explorer. Oh wow! Um, specific versions of Internet Explorer, version eleven, um, and it, it you can load them in other browsers, but you don't get all the functionality. Buttons are missing, layouts are missing. It's kind of weird. Um, so I've been using Edge for those. I downloaded Edge uh, with with permission at work because at work we have to go through our domain and download the software through the domain you can't whatever it's work stuff i get it yeah. um and edge has been working really really great for that and so between usually it's chrome or edge or internet explorer um and if i'm on my mac you can in safari run it uh, enable the developer mode and run Safari in an Internet Explorer compatibility mode, which allows basically emulates Internet Explorer 11. So hmm. I get the same experience using Safari if I'm on my Mac, because I have a Mac laptop at work, but a lot of our other stuff is PC. Um, and so I've learned that 
doing the emulation of Internet Explorer 11 through Safari works really, really well. Um, even so much that uh, my sister-in-law, who needs to use Internet Explorer for her job, asked me to build her a laptop. And I knew they had a MacBook at home that she uses for her personal stuff. And I just said, why don't you just run Safari in developer mode? And she's not technical at all. So that yeah. went way over her head. Yeah. Um, so I walked her through how to do that, and it worked flawlessly for her. So she didn't need to get a new laptop. She could run Safari in developer mode and get access to those Internet Explorer features that she was missing by just having Safari. So um, now, previously, I have talked to you guys about Brave, which was a browser oh, yeah, uh, yeah. That, that was uh, really, really strict on privacy. It had a lot of privacy enabled by default. And it auto had auto uh, ad block built in and uh, yeah. cookie tracker blocker and ad tracker blocker and things like that. And it kind of gave you these resources. Um, but I just, it caused a lot of issues where maybe this is kind of related to the security settings where certain websites have stricter security right. that require browsers to be at a specific level or, or pass certain things to authenticate. And I just found that over time, while it was nice to have some of those things blocked automatically, the cookies, the trackers and stuff, it just didn't work on certain things. It didn't work on Netflix. It didn't work on uh, Amazon videos. Like it just didn't, I don't know if they just didn't handshake well or whatever. So I found myself using it less and less and less and less and going back to Chrome and Firefox. Um, and maybe it was just because my virtual tabletop stuff was having issues. And I was doing a lot of that during quarantine, but mm -hmm. I rarely use Brave anymore. Yeah, because I remember we were talking about what about maybe six months ago, and a, a lot of the press, the the tech press, was saying, you know, this is better than than sliced bread. To coin Justin's phrase, talking about the edge last week, that it did give people a lot of protection when it came to security, which a lot of people want. They want to make sure that none of that info is getting out. But I think in every situation, it seems like it is. Yeah. yeah, unfortunately, that's it's just the way it is. I uh, I downloaded Edge for the phone. Uh, I've got an iPhone, and I yeah. went ahead and downloaded it. Now, this past Tuesday uh, was <laughs> was Apple's big big event, and the the rumors are we're going to talk about it now. The new Apple watches, the new iPads with their ARM processor, right? They're mm -hmm. they're this is going to be their big right they. You know, three or four months ago, they announced they're switching from Intel to the ARM processors. Um, iPad Pro, which is going to have a better ARM processor in it that will become the future architecture for the new Macs. Now, in ARM news, I don't know if you guys saw <laughs> yeah, this. Yeah, I heard about this today. ARM got bought by NVIDIA. Yeah, that's huge. For oh. $40 billion. $40 oh. billion? Wow. $40 billion. Now, what is that What is that going to mean for NVIDIA? Does that guarantee then? VR they... and augmented reality. Yeah. Wow. Right. And AI. And AI as well. That's that's huge. That's a and, huge And it will merge the consoles to PC world easier. Yeah. That, that also, currently, that currently, the Switch is the only one using an ARM processor. Right. Now, who is but, the one that's going to be affected by this most? It's going to be Intel, correct? I mean, really? I mean, in, does Intel have a partner when it comes to its graphics? They don't, do they? They develop their own, and they, they yeah, they. I mean, a lot of times they partnered with Intel mm -hmm. to make the dual chips with the onboard GPU, the CPUs with the onboard GPUs, right? Um, 
But yeah, not I mean, gonna happen now. No, I don't think so. Mm. Wow, forty billion dollars. Forty That's... billion with a B. So does that mean maybe now we'll see some Mac uh, devices that are going to be more in the gaming realm as well? Yeah, if Apple gets their butts in gear and decides to drop their prices. Yeah, that's yeah. been the biggest to, problem, to be, right? to be competitive. Yeah. Because they can't expect to implement ARM architecture and then not compete with NVIDIA's prices. Yeah, unless they're just quashing one. You know what I mean? Companies yeah. buy companies and then they just get rid of the technology. And just hoping it'll go away. I remember like in the early 80s or maybe it was later 80s that we had we had Apple devices in schools. Oh, yeah. Like that's all we had. And we did Oregon trails and all that stuff back. You know, we did that stuff back then. And then all of a sudden we went to, you know, the well, other one. So you can you can take that to Steve Jobs leaving Apple. Yeah. yeah. Right? Steve yeah. Jobs was huge about education. You saw a huge push, push, push into education to get kids trained on it. For one, because he wanted to get people more into the uh, the, the creating of graphic stuff. He picks, you know, like Pixar was run on a lot of Apple stuff. Steve Jobs owned part of Pixar. Um, and then he left Apple, and you saw just a significant just pull, withdrawal from the education world from Apple. Yeah. Yeah. To the to the cheaper to the cheaper desktops and Dell Dell then became kind of the education partner for a lot of schools. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's funny because you, that's that's true. You walked into any classroom back in the uh, late eighties, and it was yeah, it was Mac. It was all Mac. It was Apple well, I mean, it was Apple two E. Yeah, you, or you or when I was in elementary school, you walked in and people fought over which color iMac they wanted to sit at. Mm. Yeah, that too. <laughs> mm. That too. I was already long gone from school then. I just I know it from my kids going to school that that's well, what they were dealing with. Well, even in college, with. though, we had the clamshell Macs, and we had to convert the video. It took like 4,000 hours to convert it to, I don't know, whatever program we used to, to make it available to go online. And I had a 2E, but I gave it to Bill Grace from Tech Talk Radio because he was going to yeah. do something with it. I never got it back. <laughs> so he still we, has we it. probably have enough between all of us to make our own Tech Talk Radio museum. I think we need to um, <laughs> exactly. get together in the central location and... <laughs> what is the what is the oldest thing you had? I think we did this once. What is the oldest thing you have tech wise? Oh God! What would it be? Uh, I, it it has to be a camera for me. I, I I has to be. I've got old film projectors. I've got old slide converse side slide scanners. I mean, I've got just tons of old camera equipment. I I still Stop. have I have a Connectix Quick Cam, that was before they were you know Logitech, yeah. and it was made by Connectix, and it was a serial connection that would you would have to connect to be able to get a camera. And I think it was, uh, it wasn't even 640-480. I mean, it was just, it was awful. The resolution was just terrible. Are you talking about only tech that we used PC-wise or just tech? Well, just say, so what would yours be tech, Broadway? Like, when it well, comes my to dad's, that? Well, my dad's old telephone headset that he used to do when he was working for Southwestern Bell. Oh, oh, that would, wow. be, yeah, that the would old, be pretty good, be able yeah. To clip up, yeah, you're able to just clip on the, to a box or a panel. And then use the dial thing, the function to be able to tone and or call the main office. I, I can't say if I did or didn't do this at apartment complexes to test to see if it worked or to <laughs> check on people Eavesdrop. that I was interested in. I'm just saying I was under 10, but Creeper. technically knew how to use these things. Like... <laughs> right. uh... I, I grabbed his climbers and actually climbed up a telephone pole. With his telephone thing, thinking I was going to clip on to what I thought would just be two wires. 
You were like a little yeah. enemy of the state right there. That's awesome. Oh, I was I was horrible. <laughs> I was very horrible. Uh, in, in 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 a game though, I didn't do this in real life. This was in my imaginary yeah. dream world. But now, what what about you? So, what about in the tech world though? Something that you tech use. world? Yeah. The oldest thing I have still is uh um my Gravis ultrasound sound cards. Oh, Gravis! I remember those. Uh-huh. Boy, the the first hundred twenty eight channel, um, capable sound cards. Yeah. Did you know? Could you notice channel? it? Could you notice that sound difference between the like the Sound Blaster eight oh. and the Sound Blaster sixteen and the Gravis? The all sixty four. The Gravis could outdo any sound card. Even I mean, we talked about this before. The Diamond Multimedia was a big thing back then, oh, yeah, yeah. and then Sound Blaster had their stuff. But if you had a Gravis, you really were a music enthusiast and or plugging instrumentation into it, and or instruments into it through a MIDI port. Um, I you would load sound banks, right? It had its own memory chips on the card, so you could load uh, sound banks to be oh, able to yeah. have more refreshing sounds. And and yeah, video games. It was it was it was horrendous. I had a horrendous time getting drivers to work with Windows. Um, Linux, I could run Linux all day long and have that sound card sound card work flawlessly, but I still have them. Do you remember? Uh, do you remember Doctor Spezzo? Doctor Spezzo was put out by Creative Labs, and it basically was the first. Uh, it, well, it wouldn't be a virtual assistant, but you could tell it what to say, and it would say it in this uh, very technical voice. Doctors like Doctor Spezzo say hello. I am Doctor Spezzo, and it would basically recreate voice for whatever you typed in. And it was it, mm. it was really kind of irritating, but it was fun to play games with Doctor Spade. So even though basically you, you weren't playing a game, you're just typing whatever. I don't know. What about you, uh, Amanda? Uh, me personally, I so I found I've been going through a bunch of stuff like organizing because that's you know we have all this time right now. Um, I found my TI eighty two graphing calculator. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I I was remembering that. Back in the day, we used to get in trouble in calculus class because we would code it and then we would like hook the connector. Uh, they had like a connector cable mm-hmm. and you could connect it to somebody else and download the program. So I made Tetris and then my friend would code like tic-tac-toe and then we'd swap games in class instead of doing math. That's what we were doing. Um, that's probably the oldest thing I own. My husband has a Commodore 64, though, still in the box in the garage. I, I no, no, ColecoVision he has in the garage. ColecoVision. Even that, the original? Yeah, it's in the box. It's not like the box is not pristine. It's been played, but the ColecoVision, oh, yeah, wow. we still have it. That's yeah. pretty cool. I mean, we still have our Sega Dreamcast. Yeah, I, I still got mine too. We don't, have. we don't have the we don't have the Segas at all. I wish we would have kept them. What I was wish. the what was the what was the one unit right before the Dreamcast? The, the Genesis, um, no? The Gen- I, yes, I have yeah. a Genesis still too in the uh, box. Yeah, and I was actually see, we could start our own place. I was at oh look at this. He, and, and oh my god, you have a Game Boy. Sean is still, showing us his Game works. Boy. Uh, it's got I've got uh everybody knows what that is. Oh yeah, yeah. That's your tag. And the, the, the screen is completely. I mean, it still comes off, but oh wow. Uh, yeah, I've had this for year. I mean, this is, I don't know, probably 1990. Yeah. Man, that is. Uh, did you hear the news this week that uh, Nintendo is putting out a new controller? It's a handheld controller, retro style, and it's gonna. It's to celebrate Mario's big anniversary uh, for Super Mario Brothers. And I mean, it's. It looks even more old school than that even though that's like the original when it comes to the Nintendo Game Boy. It's everybody. My kids wanted one of those so bad, but they were expensive back then. They were hard to, I mean, you really had to budget to be able to buy those 
when you had six kids. <laughs> that was that was. I think difficult. I've got one thing that's even older than this. Oh, okay. All right, Sean's gonna go look and see. Now, I'll tell you one of the products that I had, uh, and I still have it to this day. Uh, 3D effects voodoo uh, graphics card. And I don't know oh. if you remember those. Okay, now. Game Genie. What is Game Genie? <gasps> what was Game Genie? This is the oh. Game Genie. This is the Game Genie from the Super, the original Nintendo. He plugs it in and it has all you, the it has all the games. You on it. you plug it in right. to your 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 uh, cartridge and you slide it in, and it brings you to a menu and you can type in codes. So you had a book of codes, yep. and it would hack the game. It would <laughs> emulate the the game so you could get infinite lives. Uh, yeah. All sorts of stuff. Oh wow, that's kind of that cool. Is so cool. <laughs> yeah. So. Does it still uh, work? Do you know if it still works? Uh, I'd have to try. I don't know the answer to that. I'm sure it does. I might have to open it and put a new. I don't even know if it runs a battery in there. It probably does, but. Oh, that's do hilarious. You have, do you have a Robbie the robot? I so when I bought my NES my uh, NES Classic, uh, I have I got it hacked, so I have all of the ROMs, all of the all of the playable NES ROMs on my my. Uh, NES class. Now Broadway is on a tight time schedule because, well, he's he's got to put the chickens out. <laughs> Not out. In. I got to go put the chickens away. Oh, you got to bring them in. So what do they do? Like when they're outside, what what are they doing right now? Trying to stay alive. Yeah. Um. Yeah, because there's hawks, eagles, and my neighbor's dog. Yeah, I has... saw that. How many how many chickens did you lose? Your dog came through. Uh, we, and... we we found thirteen, but huh. we've lost over, almost fifty. And have you said anything to his neighbor? I mean, I, I went ahead and called the cops this time. Um, I, I was not in a mental state to be able to go over and talk to him civilly. Wow, that's crazy. It's what the second of, time it's happened. So what kind of dogs like, are they? It, he, it's just one. He has a German Shepherd, and it's an older dog that's had free range of the hill forever. But there's more than just him nowadays up on this hill. And I don't know. I, I free range our chickens. I mean, I, they, they, have a, you know, they stay on our yard, so it's mm-hmm. not like they went across the road. Um, the chicken did not cross the road and, um, he came over and took a whole bunch out. Yeah. Wow. I can only make jokes wow. about it cause it makes me upset. It, yeah. it hurts. I hear you. It was about, no, seriously, we're, we're down, uh, we're down like 50 chickens right now is what we're estimating. That's and we, quite a we bit. found 13. That's, that takes quite a, quite a bit. And I don't know how much are chickens. If I can, I wanted to. So if you want to buy them, you're going to spend between two to $4 a piece, but you got to buy 25 or more. At a time, okay. all right, and that's so that they so, can breed so make and it, do all that, yeah. right? Right. So then, you, and then they'll ship them to you, and they'll come in two days because uh, baby chickens can last uh, three days mm-hmm. uh, or seventy-two hours in a box, and they ship them. So usually, though, if you get them in two days, you then immediately put them in the brooder, get the heat, water and the heat and everything started, and you then raise them. Our chicks that he got were all seven and eight weeks old. Oh mm. man, it's sad. So they they were just getting started. That's that's sad. All right. Well, oh, yeah. while we've been, uh, well, we took a quick break. Uh, Sean went and got his nin- little. No, that's a little Nintendo that came out. What about a year ago? Two years ago? Oh, uh, this was like 2015. 2015, yeah. really? Was it that it's long been out ago? For a while, yeah. Wow. Yeah. All right. So you hooked it up, and it, it looks like everything's working on that, right? Yeah, everything's working. It's great. It's uh, it's been a lot of fun. I I stood in line at Best Buy. I think I went at like 2:30 in the morning. When they were and putting this line, out. And yeah. stood in line. And I was one of like 100 people that got a ticket to get one. Um, and uh, totally worth it, in my opinion. I mean, this is what I this is what I grew up on, right? I still yeah. have my original Nintendo. It still works. 
Yeah. I still have all my original cartridges. Um, but this made it just nice. It syncs with HDMI. It looks great. Um, it's super playable. Um, but they got hacked very, very quickly because yeah. all it is is emulators. Right. I didn't and know people that, were that able happened. To find, people, were able, people were able to find, hey, this is the file structure that this ROM is. I'm basically flashing the firmware and here is the new architecture for the drive structure and you have all the games. They did that for the Super Nintendo Classic as well and the Sega the Sega Genesis Classic. Well, I know that there is a company. So we've heard of Arcade 1UP, right? Uh Arcade 1UP makes stand-ups. They're they're consoles. I don't know. Uh, I've got the Arcade 1UP uh with Galaga and uh Joust and Rampage and it's they're a lot of fun. They can is, be, it Galaga? Galaga. is it Galaga? Is it Galaga? Galaga. Is it Galaga? Galaga. Galaga. <laughs> I was like, are you? What? No, I got that other version. It's, it's called Galaga. It's French. It's French. Galaga. <laughs> wow. I, wow. I, I mean, I can barely speak English. That's why I didn't understand what it was. <laughs> Thank you for correct, correcting me on that. Because, yeah, I'm, I'm a bit of adult. Yeah, go ahead Galaga. and hit your little marker button so we yeah. can go ahead and remove No, no, I'm computer. leaving that in. I'm going to show, yeah. <laughs> Galaga. Um, so, uh, now there's a company called at games. They, they've been around for a while too. And they make, um, uh, they make a handheld unit, which is kind of cool. It looks like an old school joystick and you can plug it into the HDMI ports on your television and use your TV as your game controller. And the games are all part of that at games controller, which is kind of cool. But now they have a stand up box, a console that, you know, you build, you put it together, and I guess say I did with the arcade one up. That was easy to do. They sent us one; it was easy to set up. Um, with the at games one, same kind of thing, except whereas arcade one you have four games, and if you want to be able to have more games, um, you could buy another unit, or you could go ahead and like um, some people have done, they get the Street Fighter model, and then they they do a what's called a pie setup. And they Raspberry Pi, and they load emulators, and they play. Well, At Games kind of has that already built in with their new stand-up device that they've got out now in the market. Little pricey, it's about six hundred bucks. So it's the, the Legends Ultimate Arcade, right? By yeah. At Games, um, and it says three hundred licensed genre-defining uh, arcade and console games. So they they're licensing these. These aren't just emulators yeah. playing them uh, from a rip. So, now, what is their website? if people want to check it out because it's uh, not it's it's at games.us at games.us and then allow people to do it so by licensing them obviously then oh that looks so cool by it's license- also at games.net by the way and .net oh. as well that is cool .net yeah just .net and they they also okay so they're the same company who makes the Atari flashback units so now so they have these portable units you can have in your home and that bit but now they have a stand up console which is a that's pretty cool. I like that. Sean was talking to us before the show about something that he is uh, looking to purchase. And it's funny because when we were having our pre-show, just talking about, you know, what, what are some of the things we wanted to talk about today? Uh, he said, I was just about to pull the trigger. I was just about to buy it uh, before we started the show. And I said, oh, good. So I saved you about 1400 bucks. And then he corrected me. Now, how much did I save you, Sean? 3200 <laughs> 
3200 hard-earned U.S. dollars. Okay, so you got to tell us, what is it that you are looking to get into and buy? So, as most of the listeners know, I am a very avid photographer. I do a lot of it. I do it semi-professionally, but it's mostly just an amateur hobby for me. Um, and I am buying a new DSLR, a Nikon D850. It is their, what do they call it? They call it their FX Professional Series. So every manufacturer has a flagship series. I'm not buying a Nikon D6 because those start at $6,400 just for the Ooh, camera body. Alone. Wow. I, I am not a Jeez. studio professional. I'm not going to make my, you know, I would never make my money back on that for what I want to do. But the next, the basically the tier down from the flagship is their full frame professional series. Um, and it's the, the, the D800 series. Started with the D800 went to the D10 or the D810 and then now it's the D850. Um, so I have been saving. Caitlin has finally given me permission to buy uh, an expensive camera, which I believe she said that's sticker shock. I think it's what she had when she looked at the actual price. <laughs> yeah. Just uh, you telling me it was sticker shock. <laughs> so the reason I'm upgrading is I've had my camera, the camera that I, you guys have all seen my pictures from mm-hmm. my time lapses, all this stuff is the D7000, okay? Mm-hmm. I bought that new in 2010. And it is 16.2 megapixels. All right. Okay, and it's it's what they call a crop sensor. So you have a full, a 35 millimeter crop sensor is a one inch sensor. A crop sensor is, I don't know what the size is, but it's it's a smaller, less sensitive sensor. And they make a whole lens series that is so the optics are designed to perfectly the image fits perfectly in the sensor and everything. So there's a whole line of cameras and lenses that are they're called the DX series. All right. This is this is Nikon for those of you who are curious. Um, then they have their FX series, which is their full frame sensor. So you have a full the full the sensor is larger. There's more pixels. Obviously, you can fit more pixels in a larger sensor. Um, so I am going and as I'm upgrading it is going from. 16.2 megapixels to I think it is 45.7 megapixels. Wow. Okay. So now for the listeners who don't know, you know, they see, cause I remember there was a lot of confusion when we were using yeah, Broadway's <laughs> yeah, heads exploding. Like, there was a lot of confusion. My, my head exploded. It was well, bad. Do you remember when people were buying the, the little Insta, you know, cannons and the little Sony's and, you know, they would get the term eight megapixel and 12 megapixel and it seemed like, ooh, this is this must it's a higher number. It must be Three better. Megapixel was awesome. What are you talking about? <laughs> and yeah, through you can kind, get a good the, photo. The, sta- the, stand, the standard right now for most phones is 12, 12 megapixels. That's right. kind of been the standard for action cameras, phones, uh, mm. kind of the generic, like this is 12 megapixels where kind of we're at. Now, what does it mean though? I mean, for me, I've always been told that megapixel is gonna relate to what you're gonna do with that end, that end that end product. That end yeah, picture. so so think of it this way: you, you take you take twelve million dots and you put them out in a sixteen by nine array. Mm-hmm. Okay, the detail is going to be the, the the dots are going to be bigger, and there's going to be only twelve million of them. So if you take forty seven million dots <laughs> and put them in that same space, you get a better, fuller. There's more pixels. There's more detail. There's more to pull from there's more to work with there's more data so obviously the images are going to be bigger but you're going to get better quality images you're going to get uh so 
really the in in the camera world, megapixels don't really matter as much as you think, right? Megapixels, the more the better, obviously, mm-hmm. but it's the quality of the individual pixel and the sensitivity of the sensor is where you get most of your benefit from is how much how sensitive your sensor is to light equals how much noise digital noise you get when you overcharge the sensor to increase the brightness. Now, is this going to help you? Cause I know you do a lot of astral photography, the yeah. stars and the galaxies. And is that going to help get a, a cleaner image when you're doing oh, absolutely, that? Absolutely. So on my camera that I currently have the, the, the ISO, which is the sensitivity of the sensor. I don't go above 4,000 because the noise, the noise is just, it, it the, the sensitivity wasn't there in the sensors. Now you can go, I mean, it's just, it'll blow your mind how much higher you can go. Can, and can you tell me if there is a man on the other side of the moon? <laughs> I, I will be able to. Okay, okay. That's, that's all I want to know. I, or, or if the aliens that are on the other side of the moon, what are they doing? Because yeah. you should be able to see through it with they're, that much of a, a, a camera. They're taking so, photos of us. So one of, the, one, of the first, one of the first things I, I'm going to do with this is a buddy of mine who just bought the Canon R. R5, mm-hmm. which is Canon's new, basically the same, uh, kind of the same tier as the camera I'm getting. Uh, he has a 12 inch telescope that we have bounced for that we're going to go out and shoot. Oh, wow. And you can see, I think, I think the most moons we've seen around Saturn, I think it was 12 of the moons around Saturn. Oh, amazing. With your camera? No, with the camera mounted to the telescope. To the telescope wow. itself. That's going to be pretty amazing. So you mount wow. you mount the camera to this telescope using the prism, and you get the reflection of the. I don't sure, know. sure. My, right. bu- my buddy knows way more about telescopes than I do. But All right, so let me ask you, Sean. Say I'm at the zoo and I've got a um, gazelle in front of me. All right, and I take a picture with a like say my my DSLR, which is a Canon 70, right? And I take a picture. Then I come along with a full frame and I take a picture, same standing in the same area. Am I going to notice a difference? Depends on what, yes, yeah. I think so. You'll you'll see you'll see More better colors. color. You'll see yeah. better dynamic range. Um, just you'll you're be, gonna have you'll more, be able to zoom in and see hairs, right? Yeah, you're gonna have more detail, so you'll be able to zoom yeah. in and see it. So, now if I put that picture on Facebook mm-hmm. or the internet ah. or or I I edit it and I compress it, it, it's just kind of the this is not this camera is not designed for me to be going out with my friends taking pictures and right. putting them on Facebook for my mom to see. Um, you know, this is for me to get my my really great pictures of Neo wise with the back of bridge and those types of things, and then blow them up so I can get them, you know, thir- 24 by 36 canvases printed on my wall and see that incredible detail. Well, I got right. a the... stupid question. Yeah, sure. Y'all didn't fight back at that at all. Um... <laughs> <laughs> well, it's you. We're waiting. <laughs> hey, so Sean, um, in theory though, I thought, I thought that the, 12 megapixel or the number represented how large this actual canvas size it can start at, i.e. like it would be 12,000 by 12,000 or something. Is that correct? Um, it, in a way, right? I mean, it's, it's so to translate it into computer worlds, it's pixels per inch. Right. 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 Yeah. So, yeah. So theoretically a, it's a 47.5 inch. Yeah. You've so that's, that's is that like the telephoto. There's some there's some it, different, there's some other math you have to do, but that's approximately that's that's a good way to sum it up. So have you guys heard of uh, Mint Mobile? Yes. All right. Yeah. So 
In case you don't know, for our listeners that don't know, it's a uh, mobile cell phone plan provider. So they don't necessarily have towers. They lease the space off towers and they provide the service for a plan uh, so they can offer low-cost plans and still make make some money. And they're available in select areas. Uh, they're owned by Ryan Reynolds, the actor. And if, if uh, I don't know if you know that, but if, if, if you haven't seen it yet, it's pretty good. Uh, he did a, a commercial for Mint Mobile. And it was him as Ryan Reynolds would be, you know, the guy who played Deadpool and a pretty good actor, right? Um, but what he did was actually pretty cool. He brought in Rick Moranis, who hadn't been on the screen in about 20 years, into the commercial. And when Rick asked him, he said, why am I here? And he said, because I'm a fan. <laughs> that was it. So if you get a chance, take a look. Um, and, you know, I had some friends that were asking me about Mint Mobile. And what do I know about them? And I just, I, all I know is that they offer plans. You can go in there. You could type in your zip code uh, and they'll tell you if they can service your area. But, uh, but wasn't one of the lines from that commercial, honey, I shrunk the cell phone bill? Yeah. <laughs> I, you know what? If not, it should be. Yeah. What a great idea. I mean, I, I think that's so Rick Moranis is coming out of retirement to do another Honey, I Shrunk the Kids movie. Yeah, I've heard about is it with really? Josh. Yeah, with Josh yeah. Gad, right? <gasps> yeah. So I think this is part of the pre-marketing yeah. marketing campaign. That's, that's kind of cool. This, is the first, this commercial was the first thing Rick Moranis has done in 20 years of because he retired when his wife passed away to take care of his kids and yeah. other stuff. So, um, was it a good to see him though? I mean, it was, it was yeah. just like, Whoa, yeah. that's cool. It, I mean, his movies, those movies he was in, uh, you know, all those classic movies with, uh, the other Canadian actor. I can't remember his name. This were my childhood. Yeah. yeah. Strange brew, right? Is that what you were t- thinking of? Doug and uh, Bob the, and Doug McKenzie. Yeah. Yep, yeah, 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 yeah. The McKinsey brothers, yeah. Yeah, that was good. I was kind of hoping, though, he would have been, because, you know, everybody's gathered together for the next Ghostbusters, which is Ernie Hudson, and uh, Sigourney Weaver's going to be a part of it. You know, you've got, yeah. uh, the only one, obviously, not, is not going to be Harold Ramis, and then uh, Rick Moranis, which would have been cool if he could have been a part of that as well. Stars in the House is one of the uh, the websites you need to take a look at for their, their YouTube page for Stars in the House. They've been doing these reunions quite a bit. Matter of fact, they did a reunion of Frasier, which I didn't even know about until it was like four months after it aired. Um, and, and I mean, the reunion things are, are pretty big. You've got the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air doing a reunion uh, that's coming up in uh, th- around Thanksgiving on HBO Max. So a lot of people like, you know, the whole retro side of that all. Um, the, there was an announcement this past week. We talked about Xbox a couple weeks ago and we kind of didn't get a chance to hit on that this past week, but Sean, you're pretty into this because uh, you're, are you an Xboxer or a PlayStationer? I have, I have both. You have both, really? I, I, oh, it, wow. it's, you know, the, the quicker they can get cross-platform together on yes. everything, mm-hmm. then I don't have to buy both because I have friends that play PlayStation games. I have friends that play Xbox games. There's stuff I want to play on PlayStation. Like, I'm trying to think. I bought a PlayStation 4 to play Monster Hunter Worlds with my friends because it wasn't cross-platform and they all had PS4s. Then I also, I'm glad I got it because then I got the Final Fantasy VII remake. But then I have friends that want to do like things like Halo and other games yeah. that are only on the Xbox. Or, you know, my brother only has an Xbox, but all my other friends have PS4, so I had to buy both. So we talked about the, the Wonder Woman Xboxes. Yeah. <laughs> Videos up on our Facebook page, yeah. But, you know, the, the console the console wars, are they're kind of heating up, right? You The PS4 and the Xbox One have been out for a long time. And they're now they announced their plan to make new ones, and they've finally released specs and actual cost for 
the Xbox Series X mm-hmm. and the Xbox Series S. So there is two versions of the new Xbox coming out, um, and they are priced differently. The you get obviously you get different things with you know the one is a little bit more expensive because uh, it's things like there's more RAM, right? You, you can get 16 gigs or 10 gigs. Um, you can get a, a a physical drive or no physical drive. Oh, really? Yeah, so they're making one with a physical drive with a 4K Ultra HD Blu-ray drive, or they're making one that's just digital only. Um, and uh, you get some speed adjustments. Um, the you know the, the the amount of data it can transfer in teraflops is different. It goes from 12.15 teraflops to four teraflops. That's just the amount of GPU power that it has. Um, but the price is different, right? Mm-hmm. So 4.99 for the Xbox Series X, which is about where a normal console is, right? Mm-hmm. Two ninety nine for the Xbox Series S. Oh wow! But it's real small, though, isn't it? It it is really small, and it, it was kind of funny because they announced this probably about a week ago, or maybe just over a week ago from the time the show airs. Um, and all of the videos that the CEO of Xbox was doing, he had one of these on his shelf. But oh, nobody, that's nobody right. Nobody identified oh. it as nobody identified it as the X, the X, the new Xbox. Do you think he did that on purpose? Or oh, absolutely. Was, yeah. Yeah. oh, yeah. It was the Easter egg for sure. Yeah, 100%. So uh, $299 for a current-gen console that can play current-gen games, you're going to get a little less performance, but that's a great deal. Yeah, yeah right? it is. Yeah. So you, you, yeah. you're going you're gonna to target those people that want to play the games with their friends but don't want to pay $499 for a console. Right. Now, now, you're getting rid of you can't play your Blu-rays, mm-hmm. right? But how many people buy blue physical blu-rays but now right yeah there's they're seeing a trend so they're this is going to be a huge thing in the marketing data they're going to get back on well how many people bought it and how many people are actually playing blu-rays well we had an xbox one like the one of the first gen ones and it and all of a sudden the drive stopped working for the discs Mm -hmm. and so instead of like throwing it out i'm like well let's just use it because we can stream you know all of our content from there we can just the one thing that was a bummer was then we had to go buy the games again because, you know, if you don't have the gamer pass or whatever, like I, I just bought the game pass, but but we had our discs, you know, that you had to load and do all that stuff like you normally did. So I don't even think I would go with the disc version anymore. I, like, I'm not I'm not going to. My plan yeah. is to buy the discless one, right? I, yeah. Now, granted, I can't put my Xbox 360 games or my original Xbox games in and have backwards compatibility. Now, right. I could go back on and buy them digitally. Right. Because they, you know, as they are releasing backwards compatibility, they're adding them digitally to Game Pass and other things like that. Mm-hmm. But they also announced that they're doing streaming. You can do like game streaming now with, I think it's called uh, X Cloud or it's previously known as X Cloud, um, oh. but it's part of Game Pass. Oh, that's kind of cool. cool. So, all right, so, so let me ask you guys. So, so I've got Live Gold, and I pay ten dollars a month for it. And you know, once a month they introduce three games. Now I could update to the uh, this new pass, which is Absolutely. an all access. It's a no brainer. But that's mm-hmm. for, it's fourteen dollars a month versus the ten. I paid fourteen dollars a month, and yeah, the first go, month was like a dollar. Like yeah, yeah, that's what they're saying. Yeah, but, right? I mean, t- yeah. t- So the Xbox Live gives you what, access to the gold games, which is like three games you can download. Yeah. But the big thing is, if you're big into sports games, right? Mm-hmm. EA announced that their games are going to be coming onto the 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 new Game Pass. So you can play these a lot of the EA sports games with the with the Xbox Game Pass. So for the four dollars to be only on PlayStation. 
Or no? What's that? They are, did they only used to be on PlayStation? I don't remember. No, they've been, you know, EA games have been on both platforms. Okay. But this yeah. is the first time they've been on a Game Pass subscription okay. style system. So for the four dollars, is it is it worth? Do you get a lot more games than the three games that oh, I've been yeah. getting? Yeah, yeah. You That's get the, how you get I the whole digital the library. Simulator. You get the whole digital library. Like yeah. you can go in and download. But now, granted, they could take those games off Game Pass at any time. Right. 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 So you could go in, download it, and play it. But if they take it off Game Pass, it doesn't exist anymore. Like yeah. it's oh, all licensed. It's I all see. it's all like license based, right? They'll right. they'll announce that they licensed X, Y, and Z. Right. And then in six months, X goes away, or in a year. Then I won't be able to play it anymore. You wouldn't be able to play it no. anymore. No, okay. Yeah. Right. But the thing, too, though, is, like, I play a lot of PC games, because I like to stream it on Twitch or whatever. So I can download it on PC, or I can download it on my Xbox. It doesn't matter. I don't have to. It's just the same account. Right, right. Because I, I think I am going to pull the trigger this weekend, because I've got a couple of days off, and I think I'm going to go ahead and purchase Microsoft Flight Simulator. Flight Sim- yeah, I'm going to get no, Flight Simulator. <laughs> no, don't buy Flight Simulator. Pay the $14.99 yeah. a month to get the Game Pass because you yes. get Flight Simulator with the Game Pass. Yes. Yeah, but isn't it better if you get the premium edition? I mean, Justin, was that's what he got, and he said... He no, it, it, yeah, it's okay because you get these handcrafted airports and you get these extra planes, but if you just want to get it to try it, yeah. don't spend don't spend the $119. Pay $14.99 a month and get it for free. But oh, I think okay. he's saying he wants to do the full version. No, no, actually, I'd, I'd rather save some money. And if I, could, I mean, if I, like I said, that's what I did. Yeah, I was going to pre-order it, and then yeah. my my buddy, my buddy Steve, was like, "Why are you going to pay one hundred nineteen dollars to get a couple extra airplanes right. if you're just going to fly it every now and then and have some fun? It's not. I'm not going to be serious into flying it. I enjoy the game, but it was one hundred nineteen dollars versus something I was already paying for that I didn't even know was included." Oh, okay. I like that. Yeah. All right. I think I, I, you've saved, in a way, you've kind of saved me some money, a lot of money if I break it down. Because <laughs> that's a hundred bucks for that premium edition. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 In the long run, that would be saving some money. Because Sean loves this stuff, we decided we're going to make it our upcoming product of the week. GoPro has released a teaser video for their GoPro Hero 9. Ooh. Now, I have I've loved I love GoPro. I've had a GoPro since the beginning of GoPro. This is the first GoPro that has a the, it's the largest sensor they have in it, 20 megapixel stills. Wow. This is great because most of them have only been 12, 5K video at 30 frames per second. They're saying it has a front LCD screen so you can do vlogging type stuff, see your shot from the front. Uh, it's got the touch screen on the back, but they're saying it has a um, 1720 milliamp battery, which is a 41% increase in battery size from the Hero 8. Um, so that's obviously meaning longer battery life or just it just sustained battery life for shooting the higher resolutions and the processing power needs to shoot higher resolutions. Wow. Um, but I'm really excited about the 20, 20 megapixel sensor size uh-huh. because I love doing time lapses with the GoPros. You guys have seen my time lapses with yeah. the GoPros. I still use, and it's the best. In, in my opinion, it's the best one, the the three plus, which is the same as the camera I have for the for our our stream, which is really clear. Um, but the three plus has been my go to GoPro for time lapses, just because it, the ease of use, the quality of the images, the way I do it, the way I process my images, and I love it. So, yeah, the the announcement of a twenty megapixel sensor for the Hero Nine just caught my attention, and I'm so stoked to see what the content looks like. Uh, 5k video as well. That's 5k video. That's what they're yeah, saying. They're now here's, saying. here's the thing. The price 439 bucks. That's not bad considering 
how do you target that market that is not a sports enthusiast? Because they've really focused on something you would connect to a surfboard, something you would connect to a bike, something you would connect to a skateboard. How do you then bring that other user that would be interested in all of those specs to be able to use this? So I think with the larger sensor size, they're really going to get back into the film market. So a, a films, film companies are very big on putting cameras that can get destroyed to get the content. Mm-hmm. So like, dro- like drones? Right. So the, yeah. the, a lot of film companies use a lot of Canon Mark III's. Mm-hmm. For, so for the body for those is like $3,500, $4,000 at the time, right? To get good cinema quality footage, right? Because DSLRs were made to shoot more cinematic quality stuff. The sensor yeah. sizes are larger. The quality is better. You, you're going to be able to get some pretty dynamic footage for anything you want to do because you can put them just about anywhere. You can put them just about anywhere, and it, um, I, you know, I use them a lot for news. It, it kind of, it just gives you a cool perspective that you couldn't get before. Truly, the first point of view camera. Yeah. And I, then the the content that came out was just unreal. Like the professionals that were putting it, and you just unreal. The content was unreal. You just you got that sense of you were engaged in the content. You were immersed. You were the person jumping off the bridge. You were the person jump snowmobiling off the cliff and then parachuting and it, they really really drove the epic the extreme sports market all right so they were saying that the the gopro 9 available as of uh this past wednesday how long do you think it'll be till we start seeing them flooding the market and start being available you know uh, then so they say it's so now available but that that doesn't mean it's going to be out in the market the, right away the 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 teaser video says available 916 that was just this past wednesday yes so <laughs> Yeah, this justice has been. Yeah, just, just keep an I'm eye on really their website and keep an eye on retail if you want to get one. We're gonna to have to reach out to our friends at GoPro because we've we've looked at product from them before and see if they can hook us up with one that Sean that you could take for a spin. Oh, oh I would so I would cool. love that so much. That's it for this week's Tech Talk Radio. I'm Andy Taylor. I'm Sean DeWeird. And I'm Amanda. Be sure to get your questions in. If you have a question for the show, just like that caller we had last week who gave us a call, our telephone number, you can call and leave a message, 777-9580. That's a 5-2 area code. We'll be back next week with more of Tech Talk Radio. Take care.